everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone except Impact Wrestling, which is annoying me by sending, you know, because all my favorite wrestlers are going there to wrestle for some reason. I don't need more wrestling to watch. That's just my little whinge gripe. <laughs> my name is Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, As with, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke. Hello to the listeners. And uh, we're back on short rest. You know, we had a big gap uh, in between the previous two episodes, but not not this <laughs> one. You know, we had one show to cover, but we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, Luke, live audiences are back at Pro Wrestling you know everybody getting covid and like it it is i have to admit though it is exciting and um you know i i shared with you that i may be going there's an upcoming aew show in cincinnati so i'm probably gonna go to that even though i talk shit about it and um i can't go i can't go no to aew shows it is physically impossible yeah and so even if there wasn't covid I don't have the money, so you have to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I'll do what I can. I'm going to try to get tickets. We'll see how it goes. And, um, you know, I'm excited because I, I've also, like, today was weird. I had all these, like, kind of little, like, you know, shows start to, not little shows, but shows start to pop up that I want to go to. And I have, like, two or three shows I'm going to go to in August. And, and uh, that's it. No more. Don't everybody start hitting me up and be like, hey, come to our show. It ain't happening. So just, just a couple I'm going to. But I'm excited because Live Pro Wrestling's back. I'm vaccinated, motherfuckers, and um, I'm ready to talk about some fucking awesome New Japan. Because, man, New Japan is on a roll. Yeah, they are on a roll. Uh, unlike my country, which isn't on a roll. No. Because I probably won't get vaccinated until, like, October or November. But, uh, <laughs> yes, New Japan's on a roll. We like to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. So we're going to talk about the last summer struggle show. Which, oh my god, the last two matches were amazing. I loved them. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, they're good. <laughs> uh, we swear, everyone, so be aware of that. Uh, you've heard, you usually hear a couple of swear words before I even say that disclaimer, but there it is. And, oh, for the upteenth consecutive week in a row, Mr. Andy, I will say that there are ways people can contact us. And those are either uh, long-form email or short-form email or voice emails. It doesn't matter. You just go, sup. And we'll just be like, yep, we're good. Uh, you can do that at uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. <laughs> New email, who dis? <laughs> and uh, if you want to get in contact with us over the Tweety, you can. We're collectively never at neveropenpod. Or I'm at Grumpy2EB and Mr. Guy is at Drucifer Tweets. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's in my brain to remember that stuff now. So uh, that's good. That's where, you know, it has to be in there to come out of the mouth, you know. So brain, <laughs> they work together. And um, I don't know, man. Okay, so we have some shitty shit to talk about. And, and maybe, like, we can talk through this and figure out where it's going to go or what this is. Um, but, I mean, what do you want to hit first? I don't know. I mean, to me, there's this uh, kind of, like, giant elephant in the room that has a knife and is um, a pervert, as they say. So, Dude, I, uh, I'm, I'm on, the, I'm on the, the Tweety because, like, I, I just put a movie review up. 
think it was a shitty Bruce Willis movie. Uh, it's called Out of Death. It's aw- awful. It's it's awesome at how awful it is. <laughs> and I'm on the Tweety posting all about that. And, you know, I, I see some people on there going, oh, yeah, Slammiversary's on. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Good for you guys. Uh, and then there's just this gif of Switchblade Jay White showing up after the Kenny Omega match. And, and it cuts off there, but then apparently Finjuice beat him up. Even though their faces, uh, so I don't know how that how that works. He just turned up to hop to to you know go hey I'm here and then you, yeah, nice nice work. But uh, other than that, that's what happens. Uh, I didn't watch it because I did not spend however many dollary dues it would would have been to buy Slammiversary. I'm sorry everyone, but. You know, I have read about what happens. This is one of the few times we're going to talk about something that neither of us watched. So, sorry, everyone, if, if that's stupid. <laughs> but here we are. I've I've got some thoughts. Like, I'm mixed. There's some positives here, and then there's me being a grumpy dude. But what do you think, Mr. Andy? Of, uh... And it's not just Switchblade. Like, we, you know he's our boy. Everyone knows he's, he's our guy. We love him. But... He's got the Never Gold with him, and I like. I miss Never title matches. Yeah. I miss seeing that belt almost every show. <sighs> then there's not going to be a Never title match until fucking August, halfway through August. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for me to break this down for you from my point of view? <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, okay, so I got a lot to say. I'll try to make it as short as possible. But you know what? I'm not. Actually, I'm not, because fuck this. This is our podcast. So, um,. Okay, let me just mention something about Impact, okay? I, I have zero faith in them to do anything good with anything, all right? And and that's not just me being grumpy and being a shitty, like, you know, and being like, ah, I don't watch that crap. It's it's true, and it's something that I feel in my bones. And, and let me tell you one reason why. Just one kind of thing that maybe you never thought of before. You know how, like, they're, you know, like NXT has like an NXT style match. You know what that is, right? It's the crazy yeah. indie style match with the crazy false finishes. WWE has a WWE style match and and they have actually more than one, right? Um, you know, New Japan certainly has a New Japan style match and they have more than one too. What's the Impact style of match? No one I don't know, know. my brain yeah. goes to the X division or something, but that's just like a junior weight division anyway. From 2007 or whatever, right? So yeah. there is no impact style match, um, which is frustrating. So that just tells you how I view impact is that I don't know what they are. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what, you know, they don't identify themselves as a thing. They're just this wrestling company that has shows. Okay, great. They have guys on their roster. Cool. They wrestle. That's it. That's There's nothing to it. And... And maybe I'm coming from a place of ignorance because I haven't watched it in a long time, but this is just how I feel. Now, when it comes to Jay White, I am very passionate. I am a blinded fan. Um, He is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, period, point blank. And I have a really strong feeling that there is no place on earth that he can be the switchblade. And he can do and have the time and do the style of match that is the best that suits him, except for New Japan in like a main event or a G1 type situation. That is not going to happen in CMLL. That's not going to happen in AEW. It's not going to happen in fucking Impact. So I just, 
like no one is going to get why he's good. And he doesn't even he okay, here's another thing. He comes out by himself. I did watch this. I watched the clip, you know, of him coming out. I didn't buy the pay-per-view. I'm not going to do that. And and you know, Josh Matthews or somebody on commentary is like, "Oh my god, the crowd stunned into silence." Fuck off. Don't say shit like that. Period. And don't say it about Jay White. And and here's another thing that they fucked up that I don't understand. When was the last time a Bullet Club guy came out by himself? When? Never. That has never happened in the history of the world. Ever. So, like... You know what I would have done, dude? All right. All right. So maybe most of your major backup is busy elsewhere, but what about Tamatonga Tongaloa? Hell, Hikaleo's in town, man. Yes. He doesn't need to do anything except stand behind Jay White and look like a big, tall, I'm going to fuck you up kind of guy. Yeah. They fucked that up. There's no gravitas as to why is he here. He stands there. Him and Kenny Omega have a standoff. But what does that mean? We don't know. It's and and I just uh, I I need a clear vision of what's going to happen when we see stuff on New Japan. We know where they're going. You know what I mean? And and it's like oh, and then sometimes they surprise you with where they're going. And you're like oh, I thought they were going this way. But Luke, where the fuck is this going, dude? It's mostly if they're gonna if they if they're amping up the belt collector thing, man. Look, I don't need Kenny Omega with the never gold. No. That would if he was in New Japan, I wouldn't have a problem with it because he's a New Japan wrestler, whatever. But I don't don't really want a wrestler from another company holding my favorite title. Please and thank you. That's not something I want. But if this is the start of them going to uh, phase out the Kenny Omega belt thing. Like, uh, he's got to lose something, for, doesn't he? Some, at some point, maybe. Yeah, but then, like, do you want Switchblade as the fucking Impact Champion? No, because he might miss the G1 if he does that. You know? <clears throat> there's He's going to be in, in, in America at least till the, like, oh. August, whatever the fuck, the 14th or whatever that resurgence show is. He better be getting on a goddamn plane and going back to Japan because he's got to be there for the G1 when it starts in September. Now, I know these guys, they, they tape a million shows in advance. However, if he's going to win the, the Impact title, it's going to be on some pay-per-view, right? I mean, so he's going to have to actually be there. I, I just, I don't know what this Dude, is. Dude, I just looked it up. It's fucking 31 Aussie dollary dues. To get Slammiversary, and that's like that's like three months of New Japan World there. So I'm thinking I probably won't have to buy it. I'm thinking New Japan World will have it, but that'll right. be after the fact. So this is a, this is kind of annoying, Mr. Andy and I as well, because we're probably going to have to watch the match and. That's only going to happen, at least for me, if it turns up on World. No offense to Impact, I, like you know, but how, how? What the fuck do they? Ha- oh yeah, the Slammiversary appearances on on World. So, right. Uh, yeah. Everything's going to be on World. So, <clears throat> so that's that's a good thing. But I don't know, man. Like, I want Jay in Japan. That's like as. I've seen him wrestle Kenny Omega, and I've seen him wrestle most of the New Japan guys as well. Except, like, there are people I'd rather see him wrestle instead of Kenny Omega. 
And I don't mean any offense. That's going to be a good match. It was a good match when we've seen it before. Uh, I see people posting, oh, look at this awesome V-trigger that Kenny Omega did to Switchblade. And then I'm like, yeah, who won that match, motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> get out of here. That's right. Yeah, so there's... I can see why people are are excited and it's forbidden door stuff. It's all crossover stuff. I'm part of me is also excited, but I'm also scared. I don't want to see Kenny with that belt. Uh, I want to see my favorite title and my favorite wrestler in Japan, please wrestling. Yeah. Uh, well, anyone. It's an ever open title. Like, just, well, just pick. The, the roster's already thin and they're making it even thinner with this bullshit and I just I mean mm-hmm. hopefully it's great hopefully it's awesome and it'll make people want to watch New Japan and then they'll listen to our show or whatever the case may be I hope people enjoy this that's fine I'm not trying to tell you what to like or not like I just don't understand what they're doing and I need someone to explain it to me I've run it through my head 50 times and I don't get how this helps anyone involved. I just, I just don't understand. It helps Impact. Dude, no one watches Impact except for the few people who listen to this are going like, I do, I do. Yes, I know. But compared to, say, New Japan or uh, AEW or WWE, it's like it's, it's not even close, right? Yeah. And they're getting major rubs. Like, <laughs> I just, why? I don't understand how this helps. I mean, but, like, how pissed off are you, though, if you're, like, a fucking, I don't know, a middle, you know, mid-card guy in Impact, and you sure are trying to get over, and they promise you all this shit, and then the main event is just filled with guys from Japan and AEW. It's just, I mean, I, I don't understand. That's it, it's, gotta suck, Yeah, man. okay, yeah. homegrown talent is how you become... A real wrestling company. I mean, look at AEW. Look at what they've done with Adam Page. All right. Now I know he's an ROH guy, but that's you know he is a homegrown AEW talent. And and look yeah. at how over he is, and how amazing it's going to be when he wins it's that nuts. title, right? So you know yeah. that's how you build a company. That's how you you learn what the identity of a company is. You know what I mean? And it's just fucking pisses. I mean, like in New Japan, Okada, Tanahashi, those are homegrown talents that they've fucking put all their weight behind it, and you know, and threw everything into that basket. And look how it's turned out. Naito, all these guys, Jay White, these are homegrown talents. They don't. I mean, you know, there's only a few guys over there that they brought in that are not from New Japan, you know, and so it's just, it's frustrating to me to see Impact doing what I consider a mistake again, and uh, that's why I can't watch their show is because it's just like to me, I just watch it and I go, well that's, why, what? What is this? Ah! Like, that's why I can't watch their show, and maybe they've changed but I just don't, from what I've seen I don't buy that, so yeah. Yeah, Uh, look I can see the, the pros and cons. And look, part of me is like, I know this is a bit of speculation on other promotions, but I'm going to ask you, Mr. Andy, right now. All right, so Kenny's got the Impact title, he's got the AAA one, and he's got the AW title. Which ones? Which one does he lose? Is it the one from the company he's in? So does he manage to hold on to that uh uh, AEW title longer than the others, and that's the last one that he has. Yeah. And and Hangman gets it, or is that where Hangman gets it, and that's the start of the House of Cards falling? 
But, you know, that's the thing. I want to... I'd watch another Kenny J. White match, sure. But I don't want to see Kenny with that never gold. And I don't want to see Jay White with that impact gold. And you're right. Uh, I mean, dude, this is the company that asked one of its major homegrown stars to take a pay cut. And he said, fuck you, I'm going to Japan. Yeah. And now he's killing it in WWE. You could argue that his career, AJ Styles' career there is up and down, but like he's a multi-time WWE champ. Like, he's he's amazing, wherever he is. So that would, don't want to let him go. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're kind of on the same page here. So, and well, okay. All that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, and, and some would say AJ Styles is phenomenal. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think he is one of the best uh, wrestlers to adapt to styles like he can adapt to any style and do it like top like top notch you know but I just you know the correct way this is my opinion you know of course the correct way to do the Kenny Omega story from here is that he loses the CML or the AAA a title first um, and he, he start as he's losing these titles he starts to become more insecure and act more crazy and avoid Adam Page, and so then Adam Page has to do something to get him to fight him. You know what I mean? So, like, like he's hiding from Adam Page when he's down to that last belt, and Don Callis is getting taken out every week and beat up and stuff like that because he's trying to get in the way of Adam Page and, you know, and Kenny, but eventually there's some kind of reason why he has to fight him, and, you know, and then he loses the title. Even after, and you got to stack the deck against Adam Page, even though you're getting heat on Kenny a little bit because he's, you know, he's he's losing these titles and become more and more insecure, you know, but he acts like an ass, and um, that's how you do it. And then when he finally loses, it's him getting his comeuppance. He's got nothing left. And then when he comes back, he can be a face, you know. That's how it works. You can send him away for a little bit. He comes back, he can be a face. Yep. They could do all sorts of things with this. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So... I am just going to completely just move on to the next thing. Let's do it. Uh, otherwise, we'll be running around in circles. We both agree I, I could sit on bit. that for an hour. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. All right. So I'm going to send you over on the Facebook thing a photo I've sent you recently. Oh, but shit. Okay. I, but I'll send it to you right now. Uh, this was a promo kind of poster that I saw on the Japanese one of the Japanese New Japan feeds. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's that. a G1 Climax 31 poster. It's obviously just something to go, Oi, G1 Climax is coming up. Motherfuckers, buy some tickets. And uh, why wouldn't you buy tickets for that? Like, man, that's it's the most wonderful time of the year. But there are at least 10 human beings on this poster. And I am assuming that these 10 men are going to be uh, either in a block or part or, 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 you know, two separate blocks or something like that. The, the 10 men on this, everyone, if, in case you haven't seen this photo, it's we've got uh, Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, of course, uh, Kota Ibushi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, Sanada, Evil, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Taichi. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh there's some speculation like right there you can easily imagine like everyone on the top half of this poster is going to be in the g1 like <laughs> hands down right yeah and then well Sonata's going to be in it because he was in the finals last year evil was in the block final so he's he'll be there so yeah it's it's an all right lineup you got your guy there that's going to get like about 
two points, maybe four in Yoshihashi as well. So, I don't know. Like, do you think those... It's a pretty safe indication that those 10 men are going to be in the G1, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're missing, you know, basically all the Gaijins. And so I think that's where the speculation yeah. begins. You know, will Zack Sabre Jr. be in it? Will, you know, Jay White be in it? You know, will they bring in a Kenny Omega or someone like that to be in it? You know, will one of these AEW guys come over? Because that's something interesting. You know, New Japan, they're sending guys all over the country or all over the world, but no one's sending anyone to Japan. And that's part of that. That's because, it. That's another thing. Right. No one from AW or Impact's gone to Japan. And don't tell me this stuff about the fucking Good Brothers. Yes, I know. They're working for New Japan again. But sort of. they're on strong. Yeah. It's not... Like, it doesn't really count unless they're in Corican or something, you know. At least to me, because that's the bigger deal. The bigger deal is when they turn up in Japan. Certainly, not yeah. when they're on strong. So, you're right. Uh... <laughs> Japan sending them to America, but uh, you know, because we've had Kenta on AEW, we've had Yuji Nagata on AEW, uh, and you're right, dude. That that Jay White Kenny Omega match that would be what a title match. For Neither of them worked for Impact. Like poor Impact wrestlers. Yeah, the forbidden uh, door yeah. only swings one way, apparently, and uh, yeah. that's frustrating. But I, I get it. I understand that maybe they're being careful. You know, there's, a, I mean, the, apparently Olympic Village is already riddled with COVID, and they haven't even started the, the games yet. So, I mean, this is a fucking disaster waiting to happen. But we got wrestlers spinning in the ring in Japan and fucking throwing wrestlers, other wrestlers, into the crowd. So... I don't know if things are loosening up over there like they are everywhere else or what, but um, it's interesting to see how COVID's going to affect all this. But I just, you know, I feel like that they're leaving all the gaijins off because these guys that are on the poster are sure things. They know they're going to be there. They've been there. You know, these are the same fucking guys that have been on every goddamn show. Every so, show. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, what we're trying to do is, you know, develop a little mystery here. They don't want to put any of the gaijins in because they don't know. Uh, but I would expect to see you know, the same guys we've mentioned, and maybe a few surprises. I really hope so. I really hope that well, fucking, I, I, fucking Cody isn't in it. That's all I hope, so. Well, I hope that we do get at least one first uh, timer in this year's G1. Yeah, so we can lose and his all the name... <laughs> No, no, I don't mean that. I mean the Great Khan. Oh, uh, oh yeah! Khan we need Khan and Jeff get... Cobb, for sure. This would be this would be a good chance to... to... I'm, not, I'm not expecting Okan to win, but a good eight points would be pretty good for his first G1 and kind of set him up a bit. That would set up some new feuds and stuff. So I'm really excited for that. I don't know. Man, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be in it. Like, there's all sorts yeah. of things. But that that's 10 men. So that's like a whole block or half a block each. So there it is. You know, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm not disappointed at all. Like... I perfectly expected like all these men to be in it, including Yoshihashi. The guy's a record-breaking champion at the moment, so why wouldn't he be in the G1, right? Uh, whereas you're just like, come on, man, I'd rather have Cody in there, but... <laughs> <laughs> little Yoshihashi with a little but, brand, uh, a little nut, a little isn't... dick. Yeah, that's right. At least that, uh, at least so far, one of those ten men is not Yijiro. Oh my so. god! Yeah, he's usually in it too. So um, we'll see what happens with all that. But yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, man. I'm excited to see what happens uh, later in the summer and see where we're going with the best of super juniors and stuff. Um, you know, I have a, a secret meeting with uh, maybe one of our, uh, maybe a uh, extra host that we may have during best of super juniors tomorrow. So Ooh. we'll be discussing that. But um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. And, and don't, you know, never... Never mistake my negativity for hate or something like that. I love wrestling, you guys. Like, I, you have no idea how much I love wrestling. I just want, I just want it to be good, and I, I like things a certain way, as we all do. And there's certain things that I like, and our whole podcast is just about sharing our opinions. So I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Like everything if you like it. It, you know, and, oh, yeah. you know, it's fine. I mean, you know, I, I like blood and wrestling i don't like it a lot but i do like it you know and some people can't handle that at all or some people want all the blood all the time so i mean it's it's everybody's a little different and there's nothing wrong with that so if you love impact go for it i don't like it i even know people that work there and i don't give a fuck about it so it's just it's just one of those places that i've i've you know i still to this day it puts a stank on you and that's what is gross about seeing Jay White show up on Impact to me? It is like, what the fuck? And he looks so pissed about being on there too. So he's probably—it's like when when Randy Orton wins the Intercontinental Championship. He's like, what did I do wrong? Like, who? who why am I being punished? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll shut up. Yeah. That's all right, man. But uh, before everyone, we get to our one show the last uh, summer struggle show that we covered there's not another show till the first of fucking july that's not right there's one on the 22nd well i'm on the live schedule and it says oh we're in july right now i'm an idiot first of july yeah there's one on the 22nd at fucking 4 a.m cool thanks for oh yeah 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 we we got, uh, what, yeah, Thursday, Friday, and then, uh, oh, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, there's got, a million a... shows. There's a, and, and, like, I'm so sorry, folks. I'm going to do my best to be up for these, but, goddamn, they're at fucking crazy times. Why? Uh, yeah. Expect expect me to be awake for yeah. the, the Tweety for I'm these. I'm sorry, and, man. Uh, I'll do my best. I'm just... That's all right. It's fucking crazy. I mean, like, we got... 1 a.m., wait, 4 a.m., 4 a.m., and then 1 a.m., back-to-back days. And then we got uh, a 4 a.m., 1 a.m., 4 a.m., 3 a.m., back-to-back days. Fuck off. Okay. Well. Man, that's that's really busy because that same weekend, that new He-Man series drops. So, oh, uh, I know. What are we going to do? You know, I heard I, know, right? I heard the first episode is just that that gif of him dancing to disco music the whole episode. Skeletor <laughs> just laughs. That's what I heard. <laughs> Did you watch He-Man All right, when you were so kid? We got, tell yeah, tell me, Friday, what is your Sunday. history? So I'm glad we're doing a show now. Otherwise, we'd be doing a five-episode right. show next. And I'm what? just like, oh, shit. But you brought up He-Man. So, yeah. so what's your history with He-Man, Luke? Come on. Oh, really? Uh, I grew up with He-Man. I was an only child till I was 11. Uh, so I'm about 11 and a half years old than my sister. So I was an only child for ages. So, uh, you know, I had all, I had Snake Mountain and fucking Castle Grayskull and all that kind of shit. Love that cartoon. But the, uh, the annoying thing is like, I got a little older and I was like, Ooh, 
Women? Oh, I like them. <laughs> don't don't need these toys anymore. You start watching Shira? Uh, Is that what happened? Hey, I watched Shira as well, man. <laughs> I had I had I had Shira, I had Hodark, I had all those kind of characters and stuff. Wasn't as good as he made for me, but I still liked it. But uh, man, uh, yeah, we had a, a, a garage sale. I guess he, they call me yard sales in uh, America. I guess, but. Uh, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't. I'm I'm getting old now. I don't need these toys." And so <gasps> I sold them, not thinking that they would be worth any money ever, because I I'm freaking twelve or thirteen, and I just sold a whole lot and probably made about fifty bucks on all of it, rather oh. than like, yeah, everyone listening is probably being like, "Dude, I don't know shit about He-Man, but come on, man, that's crazy." Yeah, so you know, there is wow. that. I I sent you a picture. I still have. One of my original He-Man dolls that I played with when I was a kid. And uh, I had many of them. And I, I had Orko, man. I had, like, in the, you, like, put the fucking thing in him. And you pull this little strip and he would spin around and shit. And I had Castle Grayskull that had that trap door. Remember that? You, like, yeah. <laughs> fucking trap door. You turn the throne and dude fall through. That shit was the bomb. I have no idea what happened to any of those toys except for the one He-Man that I have. Um, and I love that shit. I sat, I used to sit in my tidy whities in front of the TV and my, my dad would be like, don't sit so close. Cause when I was a kid, I would sit fucking two inches from the TV <laughs> and, and I had the plastic sword and my mom still says, uh, you know, she still laughs about this. I would stand up and during the intro and yell, I have the power. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Amen is the best. I can't wait for that don't, new show. Yeah, don't try to watch it now, though, because it's not the best. It's so awful. <laughs> it's like uh, the, the, the animation is really poor. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's some episodes, I think, hold up, especially ones written by Paul Dini. Paul Dini is usually known for writing Batman. He created okay. Harley Quinn. Okay. And also, J. Michael Straczynski wrote a few episodes of He-Man. He's, uh, he's the Babylon 5 guy. So. Ooh. <clears throat> there's uh there's some gems but you're right it's mostly really dated kind of silly cartoon shit so listen yeah Luke, you know. one, one day we're gonna have to talk about babylon 5 and those hairstyles so i'm i'm looking forward to that so oh the fucking centauri hairstyles yeah <laughs> the napoleon looking dudes <laughs> like there's a whole race of napoleons it's crazy yeah the centauri yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that shit <laughs> anyway yeah. So we got this strong review, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. And strong. So Ian sent us a strong review. Last week we berated him for not cursing. We'll see how that plays out. But, um, you know, I was also last week going to berate him for, like, how long his reviews are getting. Because last week's was around three and a half minutes. We'll settle in, folks. Because <laughs> this one's almost twice as long. So <laughs> he's getting he's getting a little brazen, folks. Um, <laughs> he's anyway. getting pretty comfortable in his role. He's just like... <laughs> Sweet. We love it, by the way, dude. So we're not Of course. You. If we're making fun of you, we like you a lot. So uh, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Here is uh, Ian's New Japan strong review for the 7th of, or the 16th, excuse me, of uh, July. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan strong review. Well, after a long and winding road, we finally reached Tag Team Turbulence. But let's remember the journey we went on to get to this episode. There was last week's show. There was my email about last week's show. 
Great memories that set us up for a packed episode with all of our first round matches. Nice. First up, we have the Good Brothers versus Clark Connors and TJP. The Good Brothers are a lot of fun to watch. Their entrance music is not a lot of fun to listen to. After their long hiatus in WWE, I'm still having to remember that Carl Anderson is a very good wrestler indeed. Kevin Kelly informs us on commentary that this is Carl Anderson's first New Japan match in five years, which is technically accurate, but he did fight for a New Japan title, like, Wednesday. Yeah. This is a good match that heavily pushes a framework of juniors versus heavyweights. TJP and Connors are fast, agile, and have great endurance, but they were no match to the power of Luke Gallows. This was a fun opener that gave a flavour of how action-packed the night was going to be. Following this, we had Fred Yehai and Wheeler Yuta versus Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita. And let me just stop this and say something directly to Alex Kozlov. I know he listens. Alex, mm-hmm. you keep doing this bit where you call Fred Yehai Fred Yehai. It doesn't work. Oh my His God. name's not pronounced like Yehaw. Even Kevin Kelly only gives it a courtesy laugh. Anyway, back to the match. This was That's awesome. because he's a professional and he's you nice. You already know how good your wrestling stepdad and your younger wrestling stepbrother are, so I needn't cover that. Fred Yehai is a compact powerhouse with some incredible strikes who's a highlight of every match he's in. And Willie Yuta... Sometimes you just see things come together for someone in real time. I've been watching Wheeler Yuta matches ever since he was Silverhawk back in Chikara. I saw him in person in 2017, and even under a mask I knew he was something special. And this week on AEW, a million people saw him fight Sammy Guevara. He's going to be huge, and he gave a huge performance here. This match hit hard and kicked ass. Hey! Our third match on the card was Kevin Knight and the DKC versus Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. And this was a match with Young Lions in it, so as you can understand, I was on the edge of my seat waiting to see who would win. If you haven't seen Nelson and Isaacs before, they're a very solid tag team who've racked up wins in New Japan Strong and look good in losses on AEW Dark. They have the really good scrap with Knight and the DKC. Nelson and Isaacs bring the power, Kevin Knight opposes with speed and some surprising explosive strength, but at the end of the day doesn't have quite deep enough power reserves to stop the West Coast wrecking crew wrecking his night. A very solid match, even if the result was never in doubt. And in our main event, we have Danny Limelight and J.R. Kratos versus (laughs) Brody King and Chris Dickinson. The match starts off with Kratos versus King, so oh, no. I go and make coffee, I check my emails, <laughs> I install some Windows 10 updates I'd been meaning to get to, and then finally we get some tags. Danny Limelight can play a pretty good Lionheart face, but he really comes into his own as a chicken shit heel. Ratbag with a core of real skill is a great character direction. He actually pairs really well with Brody King, as he can be an annoying fly who buzzes around the big guy until he gets swatted. And swatted he does get, in an incredible spot where Limelight tries a top rope meteora only to be caught in mid-air by King, who just turns around and powerbombs him through the mat. Nice. The winner of this match is me, 
as I don't have to watch J.R. Kratos next week. <laughs> Woo! All in all, this was the best episode of Strong in Weeks, and the reason for that can be summed up in three words. Every match mattered. Hey. Nothing felt like filler or just a match. There was consequence to every pinfall, and as such, there was a feeling of importance radiating from the wrestlers themselves. If you can make wrestling matter, then wrestling matters. Mm. Who knew? All of that came together to make this the second best Carl Anderson and Wheeler Utah wrestling show that I saw this week. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And until next time, keep it strong. Oh, one more thing before I go. You mentioned the fact I don't really swear in my reviews. I'm from just north of Manchester, and as such, in real life, I tend to treat fuck as punctuation. But because I do live distance training as part of my day job, my brain tends to treat every mic as live, so my default is not to swear if I think I'm being recorded. Trust me, when big things happen, I'll be dropping F-bombs with the rest of them. Yay! Yay! He said fuck, and he said ass. I love it. What'd you think of that, man? Luke, there's a lot to be said about what he said about when pro wrestling, you make it matter. It does matter. God, sometimes I watch a match and I think, why are they wrestling? You know, and if I'm wondering that, they did something wrong. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, he makes a great point there. That's, that's very strong. That's good stuff. By the way, does, the other thing, back to this Jay White thing, like if he's in America, yeah, he's going to be on Impact, okay. There's a possibility he might turn up on AEW, fine. But guess what he's also going to turn up on, dude? Strong. Fucking strong. Yeah, he's just like He's going to be on Strong for months, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Wow. Yeah. That was a good review, oh, well. by the way. So thank you so that much. That was awesome. Really good. Yes. Let's let's keep Hell it Hell yeah, up. man. <laughs> no, he had, he had some actual stuff to talk about in this week. This is the first time he's done a review, and I'm like, I'm tempted to watch that. But he just spoiled it all for me. So <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> oh, no, thank you, Ian, for being the Jesus Christ of our show. I appreciate it. Uh, now... <laughs> Here we go. We're back in good old Corican, which is what? In Tokyo? It is. And they've still got fans. So fuck you, Olympics. <laughs> Here we go. Doesn't make any We've sense. got our first match. <laughs> We've got Kenta, Evil, Dick Togo, and Yujiro versus Yuya Oromori, Yoda Tsuji, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And then, like, I'm just going to say this. Why does Yujiro need to win? Like, what are they keeping him hot for? Why? Maybe. Sorry, like they hurt my soul every time. There's a perfectly good Dick Togo, Evil, and Kenta right there. You know, like why can't one of them pick up the win here? Why do we need? Don't you dare tell me they're keeping him a bit strong because they're putting him in the G1. Don't you dare tell me that because I will cry. A grown man on a podcast will <laughs> <laughs> will show you how his strong spirit by weeping like a little baby. <laughs> but uh, the young lions shine here. Like uh, Kenta, <laughs> he's he's fucking pretty busy. He's putting the game over on the outside to Tanner. By the way, when you get a submission move on the outside, does that automatically hurt more? Yes. Oh yeah. If you do it on the announcer's table, it's like you might as well just give up and just die right then and there. You know. 
Yeah, that is true. It, it, <laughs> if you turn on the be, Mexican uh, announcing table, then it's like, I mean, I don't even know. They deport you, I think. Yeah. So Ishigam comes out by himself, <laughs> and then he wonders why everyone in the Bullet Club just dumps a mud hole in his ass. Like, are you... Look, Ishii, I know you got tunnel vision, dude. You want evil, but you're like, wait for your backup. It's just sure, it's two young lions, but there's Tanner right there as well. Like, come on, man. Oh, he was totally asking for it right there. And yes, uh, Yujiro gets a win over one of the young lions, and it, it sucks. Well, maybe Suji's going to beat Yujiro eventually. I think that's, <coughs> you know, or he's going to come real close. I mean, that's kind of because, like, the young lions in this match were trying to help each other. Like, you know, like uh, Suji or Yuya is trying to help Suji win. And that was great, man. That was really cool. They were working as a team, and usually they're kind of grumpy. Which, by the way, where's Gabriel Kid? Where is that guy? I was guy? just about to say that. Yeah, where is that guy? Remember him? Um, so that's yeah. weird. He's been gone for an awfully long time. So um, anyway, there was um, like really cool tag team moves done by the Young Lions. Like they they did stereo drop kicks. They were like the fucking Rock and Roll Express in this match. It was awesome. That was really cool. And Ishii keeps letting his anger get him in trouble, you know? And Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember, it wasn't that long ago, in, in, in one of these uh, elimination tag matches, that Dick Togo and Evil, like, completely choked him out and just dumped his dead body over the fucking ropes. Yeah, it was an elimination <laughs> match. <laughs> so, we're going to get more of that, which is fun. But the, the, the spot of this match, all right? So, Tanahashi, he's standing on the first rope. He's asking for the tag as he does. He gets the fucking hot tag. He runs in, and all of the Bullet Club are standing on the apron. <laughs> Tanahashi is so powerful. He just runs up and splashes the corner, and all four of the guys just fall on the ground. <laughs> that yeah, shit man. was amazing. That made me laugh so hard. Uh, we had a double brab by the Young Lions. Stereo brabs on Dick Togo and Yujiro. You know, Dick Togo is fucking choking dudes and doing his shit. Um, I loved it. You know, Bullet Club beat everybody down after the match. And Ishii in particular gets killed by Evil Dick. So I like that a lot. This was fun. Um, but, you know, I do have some excitement about these early matches. or some good stuff. But just wait. Just wait, folks. You think I'm fired up now? Just wait. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. man. I knew those last two matches would be good, but <laughs> I didn't expect... I don't know, man. They blew me away. So we got our next match. We've got Dangerous Techers and Minoru Suzuki versus Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. So I'm just looking at this going, okay, um, who's killing Who's killing Bushi today? <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, someone's going to kill him, right? Well, uh, so just let me just go to the results for that show it was on saturday right it was yeah so this match is like 13 minutes for me it feels like 20 and i don't mean any offense to anyone in the match it's good <clears throat> but like it just you know laj only has one jobbery jobber dude yeah and you know this was 30 minutes of me just waiting for bushi to get his ass kicked so uh yeah, so uh, LIJ, like, yeah, they've only got one job. So sometimes it makes their tag matches predictable as fuck. I'm sorry, it, it, it does sometimes. And either none of them get pinned or Bushi does. It's 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 usually one of those two things. And 
man, they need more members. I'm, I'm sorry. I know they're the short, they're the, the small, tight-knit, cool group, but, oh, man, poor Bushi. It may, maybe Bushi's backstage going, can we get someone else in here, please? Like, come on. Yeah, so, uh, man, you know what I would do if I'm getting pinned all the time? I'd, I'd make... I'd, I'd just put my mask on Yuya and go, all right, get out there. You're losing tonight. Get the fuck out there. <laughs> Mind you, everyone would be able to tell the difference, uh, I think, like almost instantly. Maybe I mean, I could. I mean, when was the first time we saw Dick Togo who was wearing a Bushi mask? I was, was like, fun. that's not Bushi. This guy's got fucking like ripped arms. This guy could lift Bushi over his head if he wanted. So, yeah, it was a long match for Bushi to lose, but I do like seeing the Zach Mephisto. So, yeah, that was that was fine. Uh, this match is weird because Lij are like the heels in this, in this match. This is weird, and you know uh, that that was strange because they <coughs> were straight up the heels in this match. Um, yeah. I, I, I noticed you didn't mention something, um, so I will because I know you don't want to. Sonata was fucking amazing in this match. He was awesome. He did all kinds of cool shit, not just his normal cool shit with Zack Saber Jr. He was wrestling Tai Chi, and and it was fucking awesome. So that was good. Um, this is starting to creep close. We're not there yet, but we're getting close to the G.O.D. versus Techers kind of, okay, time to move on with this. You know what I mean? Like, we're almost there. Maybe in about two or three weeks, if these guys are still wrestling, then I'm going to be like, all right, let's go. Time to move on. So, um, it's fun. You know, Bushi is uh, much like Ian. He is the Jesus Christ of L.I.J., and he dies on the cross for their sins. Um and that's yeah, sad. Yeah, he does. You know, so. Yeah. Very, very sad. But yes, uh, so we've got the start of the stuff I was super excited for. No offense to anyone in the first two matches. I, I quite enjoyed them. But this is what I was pumped for. We've got, and uh, my first note here, I don't even mind if Doki gets pinned today. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's, you know, a bit hypocritical there because I'm just like, oh, Bushi's losing, and this time I'm like, yeah, Doki's losing here, but this ha- this match had something new, so uh, I'll give it a pass. It's Doki, El Desperado, and Yoshinobi Kanemaru versus Sho, Yo, and Robbie fucking Eagles! Yeah. Woo! Robbie and El Desperado have this, like, great feeling out period, and I'm just like, oh my god, I think they're, ma- they're good chemistry straight away. Uh, as I said last week, anyone expecting Robbie to be rusty is a silly head because he's been wrestling constantly uh, in Australia. So uh, he, he he's not rusty at all. I do like this part where uh, Kanemaru gives a brab through the ropes to Yo. That made me chuckle. <laughs> Canadian brab. Kanemaru. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Katamaru is like a total face now. Is it just me yeah. that likes him more these days? Like, is that just me? I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like him a lot more these days. Maybe it's the bit of the facey stuff that we're seeing. We're seeing a different side to him, so maybe certainly, maybe that's that. But I like the, uh, I like the fact that he's still like this heel that does face shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doki gets like the Doki Choki on Robbie. Oh, there's another really good part of the match with uh, El Desperado and Robbie Eagles. It makes me super excited for their match this weekend coming up. And Doki, at the, the end, gets the Doki Choki on Robbie Eagles. I know Mr. Gino Gambino would be Doki very happy Doki! to have seen that. There we go. But then uh, Turbo Backpack smoothly transitioned into the Run Miller special and Doki taps. 
My, my notes say the Lee Marvin special. I don't know why. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, okay, so two two notes from this match. One is the reaction for Robbie Eagles was fucking great. The crowd loved him. They were like, he was yes. so happy when he came out. He's like, man, because you know wrestlers are super insecure. Even if they're big stars, they're like, I don't know. Will the crowd remember me? You know? <laughs> and, like, man, he got that confirmation immediately. They knew who he was. They were fucking fired up. And they were happy that he won. We also learned that his match versus Desperado is going to be fucking awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, that's going to be at the Dome, you know? So that's pretty cool, man. I'm, I was, that's this weekend, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like putting that together in my head. Like, not only is like he returning, but he's returning for a match in the Dome. Man, that's fucking cool. I like that. Yep. Uh yeah, so uh, oh man, I'm I'm super excited for that match. I I just I just can't wait, man. It's oh, and all that stuff, good stuff. All that stuff we've talked about's been cool, but you know it's good. This stuff we're about to talk about is great. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't quite go how I thought. Like I knew, like immediately, someone's got to. I, I thought right. If uh, if someone wins this match, the guy on the other team is going to win the next match. That's kind of where my brain was at. So we've got uh, Shredder versus the Ass Man. Uh, that's, so that's the Ishimori and Taguchi. <gasps> Fuck man, this is super fun match with uh, Ishimori. He's just targeting kind of like Taguchi's balls and ass for a good portion of the match. <laughs> you know, Taguchi goes to get into the ring. Uh, Ishimori just kicks the ropes right into his his nuts. You know, he's uh, he's got <clears throat> uh, Taguchi in the tree of woe. So he steps up there and he steps on his nuts and then he's kicking him, beating up on his ass. So, like, uh, hey, he's smart. He's, he's taking out that whole area that uh, Taguchi <laughs> likes to use for his fucking matches. So, you know, there's some amazing counters in this, like including a bone lock into an ankle lock. There's pinning combinations galore. <clears throat> like... I'm shortening this this match down. It is fucking awesome. There's a pinning combination, and Taguchi does something he hasn't done for a while. He uh, his butt down and gets it in Ishimori's face. One, two, three. Ryusuke Taguchi has just pinned uh, Shredder, uh, and uh, at the end of the match, rather than uh, you know leaving or anything like that, Taguchi just. Uh, Teabag Shredder after the match, so that happened. And then uh, El Fantasmo. Uh, I won't mention what he does because yeah, that'll just me, run straight into the next this. match. So we'll save that. You go for it, man. What do you think of this okay, match? Okay, so this is. Oh, <laughs> you're thinking, okay, this is going to be like a comedy match or something like that. It's not. It is like no. you know, this is like best of the Super Juniors main event on a big show type match. It is fucking awesome and like okay just i have a lot to talk about with this so ishimori was always a wrestling robot to me like he was like yeah he's really good and i know he was really good back in the day but he kind of has no no personality and ever since the elp pairing has happened he has come out of his shell he has his personality and he's like 10 times better of a wrestler to me he's also started to master that like New Japan vet style, where you're still going really hard, but you're not gonna die. You know what I mean? They're like figuring yeah. out that way to like work really hard, like Tanahashi and guys like that do, but they're not doing things that are gonna kill themselves. So, um, 
like he did when he was younger, which we'll talk about later. So um, this is like the matchup is like <coughs> Taguchi, the savvy athletic vet versus Shredder, the savvy, more athletic vet. That's kind of what this is. Yeah. And, you know, I just it's so good in the last few minutes. Like if you watch any part of this match, watch the last five minutes. Oh my God. It's amazing. There's like these incredible submission counters, like you talked about. And then the finish has this rolling fish out of water spot where Taguchi gets the pin in the end because he's immune to shredder grabbing the tights because getting his ass out is his thing. How fucking cool is that? Like, I'm waiting for comedy spots this whole match, and they didn't do any until the vin- the finish is a comedy spot. But, of course, to Gucci, you can't pull the tights on him, because getting his ass out, that's like something he wants to do. So, <laughs> it doesn't work, and he reverses that into the, continues rolling into the pin, that's how he gets the pin. That is amazing, and maybe that's my own headcanon, but I think that's a fucking cool-ass thing that other heels need to try to do, and it just doesn't work, you know? So, mm. that was awesome. Now, okay, you know, like you said, Taguchi gives um, Ishimori the stink face after the match, and we get a really neat thing. This match rolls right into the next match. How's it happen, Luke? ELP comes out after the match. He's like, what the fuck? You teabagging my dude. And, you know, that's fair enough. So he comes out and starts beating up Taguchi. But, you know, well, Rocky runs it right out straight away. And, uh, you know, there's a brawl that starts. And then ding, ding, ding. No theme, no theme music. No entrances for ELP or Rocky. It's boom. Here it is. ELP versus Rocky Romero. Yeah, now, can I mention one, one thing? One thing yeah. about the beginning of this match. So... Rocky comes out, he makes a save, he throws Bullet Club to the outside, he runs and hits an insane and really scary tope con hero, and like almost crushes his legs on the on the, the you know the barricades. And the second he hits it, the bell rings and the timing was comical. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> if they're gonna beat each other, Red Shoes is just like, well, you might as well ring the bell. I love that. He doesn't even wait for him to be, get in the ring. He's just like, are they fighting? Yep. All right, ring that bell. <laughs> ring the bell! That shit is amazing. Oh, my God, it's good. All right, so in my brain, I had Shredder beating Taguchi, and then I was just like, wouldn't it be cool if Rocky just had El Fantasmo's number? And then Taguchi wins the first match, and I'm like, all right, just settle in. ELP's going to win. And it's not disappointing. It's El Fantasmo. I like him. He's, he's one of their top juniors, so it's fine. It, it's fine. And what I did, like, you know, there are some long matches that I've complained about that felt long. You've heard me do it before, but uh, this did not feel like 30 minutes to me. So I'm watching this match going, man, this is fucking awesome. These guys are going absolutely crazy. And they're making me believe that Rocky could could win here because I'm, I'm still expecting El Fantasmo to pull out the victory, right? And it doesn't happen. Instead we get a 30-minute draw. Now, th- this whole match just felt fast and action-packed because it didn't feel like there were that many rest periods. These two just, like, beat the shit out of each other for, well, half an hour. They get all of their cool stuff in, and I really liked El Fantasmo's use of back breaks in this. They're not jokey this time. This time he's using them as a kind of weapon to weaken Rocky so he can put moves on the, on the dude, and I quite like it. Like it, it went from 
this goofy thing that he does in tag matches to be like, you know what, I can actually use this to get heel heat and um, use this as a like this kind of transitional move to move into something else. So I, I really liked it. Rocky's going nuts. And it's like sometimes I'll hear the, the announcer going, uh, 20 minutes, 20 minutes past. I didn't hear any of that like until I heard 25 minutes past. And I'm like, wait, what? This match has been going on for 25 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's really cool. But I'm still expecting El Fantasmo to win. And all right, maybe you can explain this to me when, when you talk about the match, Mr. Andy. But the ending kind of felt a little weird. But I still like the finish of the 30-minute draw. So Taguchi wins his match. Rocky and ELP are a draw. And both matches just had this massive smile on my face. I, I like, I love, I really liked the first one, but I loved this one too. What do you think? It's okay. So this match is nearly perfect. <clears throat> they fucked up the yeah. finish, and I'll tell you how. So, um, you know, to me, this I, I, I don't necessarily agree with your take on the fact that this was fast paced. To me, this was a much slower pace in the first match, which should have clued me in that maybe they were going to do a draw because, you know, Rocky came out. Maybe I was just into it. I oh, was just dude, so into it's it. It's so it good, was, and yeah. I get that because the last match just flowed right into it, and and to me this had a contrast from the first one. The first one was a lot more fast-paced and, and not much, you know, rest at all. This match was more of a heavyweight style where it was big moves and then work in the crowd and then big moves and then work in the crowd and so that's what you know and then like three big moves or sequences of big moves and and you know i i will try to keep this short but man i was really impressed with this for a lot of reasons we have you know elp's working rocky's back like you said which which he was doing it in many ways and rocky was working elp's arm and they do these like creative and impactful spots um and, you know, that basically slow down the pace like you would in, in a heavyweight, you know, main event. Um, Rocky gets all kinds of revenge in this match, though. He's hitting back. Oh, he does. You know what I mean? So, like, <clears throat> he's doing all that shit. Um, that was amazing. We we had, like, the booyah spot late in the match with forearms, just like a, just like a heavyweight-style match. Like I said, it, only it ends with, like, this crazy lucha DDT by Rocky. Uh, forever clotheslines flow seamlessly into a, a submission battle, ending with the rewind kick. That was fucking good. I mean, damn. Top rope Frankensteiner. Rocky tries to slice bread, but ELP reverses it into this crazy lung blower thing that that, um, that Ishimori hits. And then we get some of the, you know, kind of callback type stuff. Some of the storytelling in the match. You know, uh, we get the funky weapon from Rocky Romero, yeah. right? Yep. And then a dude buster while he yells, Beretta, which was awesome. Um, then we get a Styles Clash from ELP, right? And, you know, and then Taguchi appears because we have, here was the, here's what they were trying to do. They were trying to do, Rocky is knocked out. All he can do is kind of sit up on his knees. That's all he can do to kind of, his fighting spirits keeping him up. And ELP is loaded up, the sudden death. And he's going to kill Rocky. Rocky can't defend himself. So Taguchi appears on the apron, ready to throw the towel in. And here's the spot they were trying to do. They were trying to do, Taguchi throws the towel, ELP catches it, and hits the kick. All right? So it never hits the ground. The, the towel isn't thrown in. I, the, the timing was just off. So what happens is, is that 
ELP catches the, the towel, stops to throw it out, and, and, and poor Rocky's already sold the kick, so he's gone backwards, and then ELP just kind of has to, like, stumble into him and, like, kind of hit a sort of kick. And, you know, if they would have nailed that, that would have been, like, a perfect match because then that finish would have paid off a lot more. What happened with the finish is that if you didn't have the sound turned up, like, I don't have the sound turned up a lot of times all the way, um, I didn't know what happened at first. I was like, was it a time limit draw? He did kick out. Why did the bell ring? Oh, it was a time limit draw. So it took me a few seconds to figure it out. They kind of fucked <coughs> the ending up. But, man this match is fantastic and it's like these two matches together flowing into each other just kind of like represent new japan in the COVID era and here's what i mean they're not afraid to try new things for once they are trying new stuff they would have never done something like this you know five years ago and they're mm -hmm. trusting the talent to come up with cool ideas and the talent is executing and i mean this made me so happy i love this this was like you know, I, I know we say this all the time, but this was some of the best shit I've seen on New Japan as far as, like, junior-type stuff other than the Ishimori-Desperado match and then when Hiromo was around. So the the juniors are on a roll, everybody's on a roll, and all hands are on deck, and these guys are fucking crushing it. I loved it. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, I have even had a tweet or two just saying, like, holy crap, Rocky's kicking the shit out of uh, El Fantasma because for a good portion of the match, oh, yeah, he was. Move after move after move. So, yeah, it, it was fucking awesome stuff. I had a smile on my face the whole time. Maybe that's why it really didn't, the time just didn't really feel it. I was just, I was super into it because I really like Rocky that's Romero good. and El Fantasma. So, yeah, dude, and not only are they, like, I, I just confused my brain because I'm looking at, uh, Thursday show, and I see, oh yeah, Sonata and Naito in singles matches with the Techers. And then I look at Friday, oh yeah, Sonata and Naito in matches with the Techers. So on, on Thursday, we're getting Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> you know how I feel about Sonata, but those two together, uh, yeah. It's always like, and then always you got, good, yeah. Yeah. Then you got Tetsuya Naito and Tai Chi. So that's going to be great. And then the next night, they flip it. You'll have Knight, uh, Sonata, Tai Chi, then uh, Naito, Zack Sabre Jr. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I'll take I'll take those. Thank you very much. Certainly, yes, yeah. please. Please and thank you. So that's that's those days. Uh, Saturday, which uh, is yeah, still kind of a summer struggle show. I'll just go straight into the uh, uh, in air quotes important matches. No offense to all the tags, but we've got. Ishii versus Evil on Saturday, nice. and Tanahashi versus Kenta, and and then we've got the stack show on Sunday, which is, uh, you know, the uh, we've got the Yano uh, Rambo thing. We've got the junior tag team title match, which is we just saw two big massive previews for this tag title it's match. Gonna it's going to be great. Uh -huh. We were expecting something. Uh, dumb and fun, but these poo preview matches don't tease us with dumb and fun. They tease us with, hey, we're serious. We want we want these uh, tag titles. So that's going to be great. Then we've got Eagles and El Desperado. Oh, holy crap. Okada, Jeff Cobb. Go, Cobb. Throw him around like a ragdoll motherfucker. <laughs> Go. we got the tag title match, Sonata, Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. Taichi. And then we've got our... <clears throat> Heavyweight, world heavyweight championship match. Uh, Kodobushi, Shingo Takagi. 
wow, we got some great shows. So I'm glad we did this show today because otherwise we'd have five shows to talk about and we'd be like, oh, fuck. So we'll only have four. It's oh, a big that's... week, dude. And, and I am going to make a recommend about the recommends. I think that we should yeah. skip recommends for a week. We're gonna we're gonna throw them out there, but we won't cover those. At least in my opinion, I think it'll be smart to not cover those until the we get to our next show after this, because uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about on our next show. And my God, it's gonna be awesome! I can't wait. Yep. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But I also still want to tell people what my recommend oh, of course, is. Of course, well. of course, and then we'll get to it when we get to it. You know. Speaking of which. Uh, Let's let's do them. Uh, our recommends. I'll go first. This this week, my my recommend was not so much a, a match I chose because of match quality. Even though there's nothing wrong it's with the match good, at all, it's, it's quite good. Yes. It's really fucking good. Yeah, but uh, it's mostly for uh, on a, a history standpoint, I guess. It was Togi Makabe versus Satoshi Kojima at Wrestling Donkataku in 2011 on May 3rd. And uh, if it rang any bells to anyone listening last week. Uh, immediately pricked your ears up then uh, yes this is the match this is you see a, a glimpse of it at the start uh, Kojima's throwing out Taichi Taichi's pissed off with him and then the match starts so the story to me must to, to me to me in my head is uh, maybe Taka and Taichi are kind of uh, not happy with Kojima's current position which m- might be uh, getting his ass beat and so they don't have any faith in their leader or something like that. Because this is a short match. <clears throat> and, you know, there's a good back and forth. But just then this Togi just fucking kicks Kojima's ass. Just, like, beats the shit out of him. Uh, you know, amazing. He does. I always like it. This is a Makabe move, isn't it? When he gets them on the top rope and he just does that German where yeah. he just hangs down. Yeah, I love that move. He does that King Kong knee drop. And Togi Makabe beats Satoshi Kojima, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, out comes Taichi and Taka, who are with Kojima in Kojima Goon, and they attack him. They've had enough. And uh, Bread, you know, because they're, they're two small guys, and Bread's like a, this big Bread dude. He starts beating the shit out of them. <laughs> but then out he comes, out runs Minaro Suzuki, puts him in a chokehold. Mind you, mind you, before this, after the match, Togi offers Kojima his hand to shake, and Kojima's like, nah, fuck you. And Togi's like, fine, middle finger, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but then <clears throat> Suzuki attacks. It's Suzuki, Taichi, uh, tai and Taka attacking Mr. Bread. Togi runs in for the save and offers his hand again. This time, Kojima shakes his hand, and Suzuki Goon is born. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I didn't expect to enjoy the match this much because I was just like, well, it's probably going to be cut short because of shenanigans. But no, they actually had the match and it was a resounding short victory by Togi, which feeds into that story where Taichi and Taka are just sick of him uh, losing because he's their leader and stuff. And yeah, it was really cool stuff. I don't know if they teased Suzuki beforehand or they just were like, all right, we're going to make this switch and we'll have it be a surprise. It's, it's Suzuki. So yeah, crowd goes nuts too when Suzuki comes out. They know some shit's going to go down, and it does. So, yeah, it's a fun little piece of history. It is 10 years of Suzuki-Goon this year. Uh, everyone was going on about, oh, it's the such-and-such such anniversary of Bullet Club, and it's like like seven or eight or some something like that. And I'm like, well, it's 10 years of Suzuki-Goon. But, you know, 
one comp- one one group I guess sells more merch, so whatever. But yeah, <laughs> this is good stuff. What do you think? I loved it. Well, I mean, Taichi keeps trying to sell that towel, but Naito, you know, throws it on the ground and stuff. So I mean, that's why they're not selling as much merch, I guess. But I, I have to hit it. I've had my finger on the button waiting for you to say it. You didn't say it, but I'll say it for you. This match is never as fuck. I mean, goddamn, it's short, but it is never as fuck. They kill each other. I mean, so they're running into each other with, like, shoulder blocks and clotheslines going as fast as they can. (laughs) It's insane. They they know it's a short match, so they beat the shit out of each other and get all the shit in, and it's awesome. Yeah, they love it. It's great. It's full steam ahead. So the the fun there's some fun stuff in here. For example, I mean obviously the historical significance and the fun you know the forming of uh, Suzuki Goon. We also you know of course are reminded that Suzuki used to have that amazing haircut like an anime bad guy, and that he actually unlike Tenzon he honors his um, you know wagers that he makes in matches, and he has not grown that back since he lost his hair versus hair That's match right. uh, versus Goto. Oh, yeah. Anyway, fucking Goto. Anyway, um. Uh, but I, I thought it was really funny that Taka Michinoku had a shirt on, he had a tank top on that said, it's my effing business. <laughs> Baby Taichi is such a shitty dude. He's even shittier than he is now. He's He's got that shit-eating grin. It's amazing. He's got the surfer guy haircut. It's awesome. I love that. And I don't know if you caught this, but like, okay, so... Makabe has to like run out and kind of make the save after he's been rejected by Kojima, but he's such a good guy. He's like, listen, man, you know, I know I'm not in on the three dads gym thing, but you know, I want to be your friend or whatever. He's a, you know, kind of a, a, a floating dad, you know, uh, so to speak. And, um, you know, I don't know if you noticed this, but Makabe, I guess when he had fucked off the back, he immediately started eating burgers because when he came out, he had to kind of like wipe his mouth because he had burger grease all over his face <laughs> before he, he shook to Kojima's hand. This is like just like heaven for me, this match. It's so much fun, and I wish it started a few seconds before because we kind of don't see why Kojima is throwing tight. I mean, like literally... The match starts with Taichi being thrown out of the ring. Like, he's, like, in the air already, so... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for recommending this. I have not ever watched this before, and I should have a long time ago. It was awesome. I'm going in a di- different direction with my next recommend, but I was tempted to... There's a special tag team match after this. It's Makabe and Kojima versus Archer and Suzuki. Mm. And then in that same year, there is also two singles matches between Kojima and Suzuki. So I'll get around to those. Uh, so uh, it, the, the expect those to be coming out soon. But I went on a different tack because there's a, a kind of title I've not touched for a Well, I don't think I've ever touched it in a recommend. So I'm going to do that. But yes, anyway, right. dude, yeah, you, we- <laughs> you chose a match where I found it difficult to write notes for because I'm just like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Holy shit, what is that? How are they doing this? Uh, just do it, man. What, okay. you tell us what it is. So my recommend for this week, I was very impressed with Ishimori last week. I wanted to see some more, see some of his younger days. And um, he used to tag with ACH and Noah. And when... Um, you know, New Japan and Noah were really working together a lot. They would have GHC tag matches and GHC championship matches and stuff like that in in New Japan. So they did. And and I'm going to butcher names, and I'm sorry, but we have Daisuke Harada 
and Atsushi Katoji versus uh, Taiji Shimori in ACH. Uh, it's from August 21st, 2016, and Tokyo um, something, something Coliseum, so there's that. Um, this match is balls to the walls and uh, in every respect. Now, okay, so you might see like a lucha match or you might see like a, a fast-paced uh, AEW tag match or something like that where it's like really good and these guys are hitting hard, you know. But is it stiff? Is it like really stiff? Is it like never as fuck stiff? Because this match yeah, is... Yeah, this is... I mean, holy press the button. shit. Holy shit. Okay, okay, here we go. So um, this match is... Never as fuck. How often do you hear us say that about a juniors match? I mean, this match is so stiff. There are moves in this that I don't understand how someone isn't dead, um, including a, a drop toe hold into a fucking kick that I put up on Twitter, and I just don't get... I, I put it on Instagram and Twitter. I don't get how it happened. But this match is so stiff, and, like, it just starts balls to the walls, crazy dives and crazy shit... And it's just crazy move after crazy move after crazy move. And I don't know how else to describe it other than that. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. They like, like, for example, there's a spot where Ishimori and ACH have got the bad guys down. Cause the, you know, the, uh, the, you know, champions, the, the guys, they're the champions, the, um, uh, Harada and, uh, Kataji or however you say his name, they are the champions and they got them down. And they go for stereo 450s in the corner, and fucking both dudes get their knees up. Like, shit like that is what's going on in this match. <laughs> it's awesome. And I just, you know, that that finish is, like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I love that so much, and I want to see more of this shit. Uh, we'll see. You know, it might take me a bit to get back to the Ishimori ACH tag team, because we got to see more of that, and we got to see more of this fucking... Uh, Daisuke Harada guy, because, uh, man, that yeah. dude is awesome. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, <laughs> all right, and there's an easy way to find this match, everyone. Uh, go to New Japan World. This is how I found it. Just type in, uh, I was going to say Shredder. Uh, just type <laughs> in Ishimori and ACH. Yeah, I'll find it easy. Yeah. Just type those two in, and you'll find this match pretty quickly, because I did not know how to spell or pronounce uh, Daisuke Harada or uh, Asushi Katoji or Katogi. Sorry, dude. That guy, him. Uh, we can't, we don't know your names, but fuck, you're awesome. So there is that. Yeah, it's a match that's kind of, it, it's hard to call. It's just hard to tell you how good it is because I can't, I can't describe any of the moves. I just, I just, and there's flippy stuff in there for sure, but a lot of the moves they hit on each other are fuck you power moves. And it's it's just incredible stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome recommends. Uh, yeah, so that... Man. I, I must be... Uh, for some reason, I'm obsessed with 2011 at the moment because uh, I've gone back in time to May 15, 2011 on the New Japan Invasion Tour. Uh, it was uh, something in the East Coast. Uh, so I think they're in America or something like that. <clears throat> it's a special match because it's going to crown something, and it's MVP oh. Intercontinental versus Championship. Yeah, MVP versus Toriyanu. Oh God! Uh, all right, we've, we've hit some. <clears throat> all right, so I've been doing this thing off and on on the podcast where I will. And I've been doing them in order. I'll, you know, 
each never open championship run. <clears throat> and I've been even going back to old reigns as the junior champ and things like that, but never really checked out. We've done some intercontinental stuff for sure, because uh, I know I definitely know we have, we've done uh, La Sombra versus Nakamura, for instance. So there's some cool stuff coming up, but I don't really know much about this title's early days or anything like that. I was surprised that like the first three title matches for this title are the same MVP versus Toriyanu. So, uh, only two of those matches are on world so there's that but yeah that'll be my next pick it's the first match between mvp and toriano for this uh new title yeah you knew exactly what it was straight away yeah mvp is famous for something he's done in japan that we talked about uh before i remember i mentioned to you once you're like what <laughs> yeah i love that that's you a bit by surprise too who's cool. our first intercontinental champion it's mvp i'm like Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't right. seen this for a that... long time, so this will be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to this. So so my recommend is going to be one that you're like, oh, my God, that happened. Because I watched this one when it happened, and it was so long ago. I haven't seen it since, but I just remember being like, oh, my God, who is this Kyle O'Reilly guy? Um, although I had seen him in person. I knew who he was, but I was like, man, I'm just – Oh my God! So we got—we're um, going back to 2016, October 10th. It's Kyler Riley versus Shibata. Um, this is some oh, shit what? right here. Yeah, yeah, this is some shit. So, um, you know, trying to trying to keep it stiff as hell, trying to keep it never as fuck, and and that's certainly what's going to happen in this match. So you guys will enjoy that, and and we'll get to these when we get to them. Like I said, I mean, maybe we may end up, you know, doing a, a, a super sized <coughs> episode next time. But I just. I really want to focus on this dome show thing because this is a big deal and I'm really looking forward to talking about that. So hell yeah, me too. It's uh four shows of awesomeness, plenty of singles matches too to you know, liven things up. I mean, we're getting two two Nido singles matches, which is awesome. You know, so that's never something to sneeze at. Uh Tanakenta, uh Ibushi versus uh shingo there's only one title match missing and uh i'm sorry i'm yeah. beating that dead horse again i, I really miss that never open title uh <clears throat> now i understand what's going on with the, the trio though uh, so i'm thinking uh, evil beats ishii because i think evil needs that more and ishii's got a title so it's fine but uh yeah uh I wonder what the next uh, six man is. Uh, I'm hoping that it will be Aaron Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and Okan. But yeah. uh, I can always see them going a different way and going maybe at the end of whoever wins the tag match. It's Jeff Cobb and Great Okan. But Jeff Cobb's. It depends on where the uh, Jeff Cobb Okada match is on the card. Don't... Who cares? But uh, yeah, there's so many cool. <laughs> I, I do, obviously. obviously. There's so many cool <laughs> things coming up. I don't want to speculate too much because I like some surprises and things. So, you know, there's that. But there's so much cool shit coming in these next four shows. Like, usually when they have four shows like this, you'll have the first two or three be nothing but tag previews. And maybe in the third night, you'll have one of the title matches there instead of on the main show. Uh, instead, we've got what I feel is kind of really cool, important singles and all that kind of matches on each night. So awesome. 
<laughs> it's gonna be good, dude. I, I mean, like, I don't know about you, and and I'm sorry. I know you're in lockdown and and shit's shitty down there, but yeah. shit's been shitty here for a long time. And like, oh, hell yeah. you know, it, it's nice to have some things to look forward to, and that is such a big deal in this day and age. So I'm looking forward to a lot of New Japan stuff, and I'm looking forward to some stuff that's gonna happen in the quote-unquote real world like it's things i'm gonna touch and see in real life and and it's got me fired up so you know i'm 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 happy uh you know with what's going on in new japan right now and uh i'm excited to see where all this goes i don't care as much about impact though no but uh there will be a little bit of aw talk in the next episode and maybe a little bit of Impact talk as well. If uh, anything happens on Impact and it's on World, we'll cover it. Uh, if it's not up in time, we won't. But I'll definitely be covering Thursdays. Oh, sorry, Wednesday for everybody else. Uh, Dynamite match with uh, Moxley versus Archer for the United States title. Yeah. And so yeah, so there'll be we've got a loaded show. Let's do the recommends the next one. So yeah, we got we got heaps of shit to talk about, and we managed to have. Uh, Heaps of shit to talk about tonight. We, we went on a, a tangent or two. I guess we only had to, what, one show to cover, so uh, it was all He-Man too. No, uh, <laughs> no next generation. So I'm no, sorry, everybody. It's been but, a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Maybe <clears throat> you know. It's been a while. Yeah, that too. I'm sorry. Everyone's got to. Some some douchebags always got to be like, it's been a while. Yeah, and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Man, we're coming to the end. I'm feeling pretty good about New Japan as a whole right now and the direction they're going. This is a J thing, but I guess I'm never 100% satisfied. There's always something I can grump over. <laughs> but because I'm feeling so good, I'm bringing it back. In Gato, we trust. <laughs> <laughs>